0: on the Koshcast, Manchester City get handed a title, ironically by the son of a wealthy aristocrat, Arsenal are like a five-year-old on the first play date, struggling away from home, like L'Oreal's reputation, Chelsea get saved by a beautiful Frenchman, and Liverpool reach 300 pops under Klopp. We'll preview the semi-finals but also take a look back at the Champions League as, not for the first time, the Romans conquered the Spanish, and it was also not the first time a senior citizen has lost their marbles as Real Madrid edged past Juventus and Buffon had a meltdown elsewhere we ask whether Toronto FC can achieve against Chivas or whether it will be too hard against Guadalajara and as always a quiz and Moomoo of the Week top it off. All this and a special guest joins us too. What more do you want? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. Hello. Mohamed is here. Hello. And joining us for the second time, very special guest, Daniel Rouse of the score and of uh, multiple Under the Kosh trivia
1: championship fame. I won't go that far. I feel like it, I got beaten in a, um, a bit of face off last time. <laughs> that, that is
0: true. You yeah. weren't well But you have won it twice before, I think, haven't you? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah. 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 Third, yeah. third time finalist, two yeah. out of three, I'll take that. Yeah, there you go. Not quite as good as City, though. They've won it three times, and uh, you will, as a City fan, be delighted to talk about that
1: today, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling absolutely champion. Um, I must say, walking over it was a bit soggy, but got splashed by a bus. Thought hmm. it was hilarious. Didn't care. <laughs> uh, went to winners. It was really busy, and like none of the t-shirts were flowery enough for me. It was just, it's just life is just wonderful right now. But getting splashed by a bus
2: on a soggy Monday afternoon is a pretty traditional English experience, anyway. So yeah, know. I mean, if anything, it just proves that you could perform on a Tuesday at Stoke. If anything, so sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll go with that one. Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, right. Let's start then.
0: At Wembley, Spurs one, Manchester City three. Is put the wheels in motion for the title win, although little did we know that this would be enough. You know when it happened, but uh, Jesus with the opening goal. I mean, Spurs were defending suicidally
2: high at the time, as they want to do. Yeah, no. I mean, this game was pretty much once. This is the hardest game I think that City had left in in the in their in their schedule, and once they won this one, I think that was pretty much it. Um, I think everyone waited for was was thinking that it was going to be the week after where they really seal the, the title, but. I thought Spurs, I don't know, with Kane back, I thought they might look more dangerous than they did. To be fair, City, yes, they had their wobbly moment, which is very similar because Spurs got their goal at the very end of the first half. And then it got wobbly in the beginning of the second half. But overall, City played a really, really
1: good game. Just very measured, very in control of pretty much the whole match against a very good Spurs team. No, I'm with you. I thought City were going to go into this one and lose it. I really did. I just thought it, you know, everyone was downbeat. Some of the bigger players of the recent weeks, like you know, Gundogan's been great most of the season, but he's been completely lost in recent weeks. And they went out there and they really went at them. And I think there's a little you know, lack of credit for company's ball for the first quarter. I do think it was a great ball. And I think if anyone was really at fault, Hugo Lloris could have been off his line a little bit quicker. Mm. But overall, I think uh, he City. He was later on, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but overall, I thought um, you know, City really went out and from the off, and it was an incredible statement after what's been a disastrous, uh, you know, ten or so days before that.
3: I-, I found that whole thing interesting that people were saying that City would not perform well in this game because look at the last three games. I guess that's what we're going on. First half against United, they were spectacular. Maybe even the best football that they played all season without their first, you know, a couple first-team players. I thought against Liverpool in the second leg, they were particularly good as well. One refereeing decision, maybe not going their way, whatever. Second half, they fell off. So the performances were there, kind of mixed up somewhere in there. So I didn't expect them to not play well against Spurs. It was more, could Spurs rise to the occasion? And I think... Mm, they've probably been found out relative to their competitors,
0: realistically. I I also think that a lot of the kind of... Will City screw this up was slightly hopeful from a lot of people. Not that anyone really has a problem with City winning, like neutrals have a problem with City winning, but it would just be more fun. Like The the season's over now, the title race is done, and it probably was already, but it was
2: just like keeping that excitement extended for another couple of weeks. Mm. I don't think City... I think, Bernie, you bring up a good point. I don't think City necessarily played much better than they've played in the games that they've lost. I think a big point is the refereeing decision in those games. I think a lot went against City. I think against Liverpool in the second leg, I think against uh, United, certainly. Oh, you, f- you felt they were completely robbed. Oh, <laughs> for sure. They were robbed against United. They were a little bit robbed of a comeback against Liverpool, That less so in that game. I just thought, for example, in this game, they got a call in their favor when Lloris just fouled Sterling, which was, I think we agree, outside the box. Um, still but a very um I think he's been at fault for a lot of goals recently for Spurs. He's been in a really bad uh, run of form. Um, I mean, he really needs to snap out of it before the World Cup. Um, because he, he also made a mistake for France in the friendly recently. And he's just not been having a good time. But again, I think City are just by far the best team in the country. And one of the best teams statistically in the, the Premier League has ever seen. Um, people always debate the Invincibles and the United '99, et cetera, et cetera, and even United 08 or whenever that those trio of Ronaldo, Tevez, and Berbatov and Rooney. And, so, I mean, they've won what with five games to go. Um, they almost did it with seven games to go without the little wobble. So, when,
0: when what was the best
1: record before that? Like when, has it been won earlier than this? It was. I it, think United levelled it. I think uh, with yeah. five matches to spare. Yeah, I actually think uh, I do think you're a little bit generous for the assessment of City's previous games. I do think, you know, there are a couple of odd referee calls, but City's second half performances were bordering on pathetic. Um, so I think it's one hell of a response. And then, you know, talking about the all-time Premier League teams, I actually wrote at work um, claiming that City are the all-time best Premier League team. And I do stand by that because you look, you know, the ones that I have as the ones that compete with them. Uh, the 2004 2005 Chelsea team with Mourinho. Yeah. He put three in the centre of the field, outman people in the middle of the park with their 4 4 2s, and it worked incredibly. And then the 07 08 Man United team with Tevez, Ronaldo, and Rooney up front. Absolutely fantastic. But just the innovations that guardiola has been brought in.
0: The, the Invisibles weren't there.
1: No. Okay, because oh, <laughs> because individually, amazing, yeah. and all, also the scouting and, the tr- and the training that Arsene Wenger brought into the league, incredible. But it was still lodged into a four four two. There was nothing there that really changed the landscape of English football. Whereas there's so many things that Gardero has brought in that you could argue, are the biggest change is tactically since Bill Nicholson's Tottenham team in the nineteen sixties. Well, go go into. I'm curious to like kind of what are those tactical innovations? So a ball playing goalkeeper. He persevered with that one. You no, know, pe- people would have uh, really, really got concerned about that. You know, after Claudio Bravo, he was a hologram last season. He was <laughs> absolutely terrible. But uh, he persevered, and you know he- Edison's been fantastic. Arguably, the second best goalkeeper in the league already. Inverted fullbacks—they so weren't happening before. That's to, true.
0: To Although it was abandoned after about three weeks.
1: Fabian Del's been doing all season, though. You know, you'll see. Uh, you'll I see guess, when yeah. you go at the pitch. For, he'll, he'll for, argu- for argument's
3: inside. sake, on the I think the keeper one. I think that's a fantastic point. I mean. There have been quote unquote ball playing goalkeepers before, but not to this level. And I think they're...
0: possibly less part of the system. More yes. Like, yes. yes. Yeah.
3: The inverted yeah. fullbacks thing, Chelsea did it last year. It was I mean, Victor Moses was converted into an inverted fullback in essence. To me, that's not really tactical Innovation. I don't know. So I, I think
1: Victor Moses was very, very wide last year. I think he was important for stretching the team. So then, yeah. the, the the channels were wide open. Mm-hmm. Then for whether it was Pedro or Willian on that side of the pitch, I, I, think, I he, think he was a converted fullback rather than. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
2: think the one thing that Pep can can stand behind is also the level of competition. I think now, I mean, I know the season the teams seem like they're off the pace, but that's I think mostly because City are just, you know during this league so maybe that's part of it but I think the competition now is also better than what maybe Arsenal had to face or United had to face in 99 in terms of it was pretty much uh, uh, you know a, a two, top a two two horse race yeah a two no, horse yeah, race I know there's a lot of teams this season that have kind of fell off a little bit Arsenal aren't really in that equation this season um, United maybe but again not at full strength so it's hard to pinpoint whether this is more competitive
3: or less competitive I mean I mean, let's, let's, if, if we're breaking it down if you, I, I can't believe he left the Invincibles out, but we'll, we'll, as United fans, to me that's weird, but we'll talk about that. I don't believe that you can, we can make the argument that this is more competitive because people talk about how much people spend. But what makes a team competitive is how they play and the quality on the pitch. Mourinho's team came and usurped that Invincible team and schrags Ferguson's Manchester United. The, the competition between those two teams was at its height, and to overtake those people in your first season... I think we're talking about the wrong conversation in terms of competition. And look at when the treble United team won. They had that Arsenal team that had just won the season before and with all that re- uh, revolution that Wenger brought in and Chelsea. Let's not forget, Chelsea were so good with Hasselbank and Zola. Well, mm. I not so if Zola was there. But there was two points difference in that league and with that team that got to the quarterfinals of Champions League against Barcelona that year. I think we're having the wrong conversation when it comes to how competitive these teams are.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely a debate. It's, it's it's tough to... It just, I think, with, like, what, 16 points difference, I think, between City and United or something like that? Like, I don't know. I feel like a little bit more competition would have helped the argument in City's favor, if anything, I feel. Like, you know what I mean? When someone wins it by so much, you kind of almost think, well, maybe the competition wasn't that good, or is it that City were just... Incredible. I, yeah, I mean, and you, you can replicate I heard someone saying that the other day
0: about just an individual result. Like, if you see a team has won 6 0, you're like, well, the opposition was shit. if they won 4 0, it's kind of, it sounds almost more convincing, isn't it? Right. But I, the, the other, like, moving on from the, the kind of relative kind of grandiosity debate, what, what I find interesting about this city t- team is that they've won the title with, I'm not going to say bad defenders, but it's not a good defense. And they've had no left back all season. Otamendi, Stones, Laporte's new. We don't really know too much about how well he will do at City. But Stones, Otamendi, Company. No one would say that they are convinced by them as like elite centre uh-huh. backs. I would say. I mean, Company on company, his day and when he's fit, he's fantastic. But how often
2: is that? It's a handful of times a season.
0: But it hasn't mattered because they've had the ball so
2: much. And that
0: that to me is
2: friend. I think Fernandino counts as as in that defence of City and
1: I think he's been one of the players of the season for me I, I don't know no I completely agree I think he's very much an unsung hero um, he does actually get involved in attacks quite a bit he does have that you know, that little dash of uh, Brazilian flair every now and then spots a the ball going yeah. forward and stuff but yeah I mean you don't get me started on Nicolas Otamendi I think he's infuriating but yeah I think uh, just the positional nous of Fernandinho I think he's been massively massively important I actually think um, Kyle Walker's been overlooked an awful lot I think he, he does bring width to the team, but also, I didn't really realise he did this when he was at Tottenham, but his crossfield balls are actually fantastic. Yeah. He's really unleashed uh, mm-hmm. Sané a few times this season, <clears throat> so I think you know Fernandinho and Kyle Walker would be the unsung heroes of defence, but otherwise, this city story is one of attack, really.
3: And, and it's an interesting point you bring up about the defence, because, again, if you go back to the, the best teams argument, that 07-08 United team had the best defence in the world. Forget about England, literally in the world. So how do you talk about a team being balanced and best and all that? But in this season, people made a lot of noise about Mourinho and being defensive and being defensive master. Forgetting that David De Gea has the most saves of any keeper, almost in the league, and in top six. The United defence has not actually played very well. And when you go down the list, City's defence, I do not believe is very good if you look at it from a defence, actual defending... Manchester United is not very good. Liverpool is not very good. Tottenham, I don't even know where to put them. They confuse me. And Chelsea have been bad as well. So it's been very, very poor defending overall. So the idea that you can win with attacking this season, it's it's par for the course, really. Well, once you
2: hit Arsenal in sixth and you have Mustafi at centre-back, I think that's when you really start... With a defensive ability in the league, I mean, <laughs> yeah. right there is your marker. Well, under them, are, you know, Diashes Burnley, and they can
0: yeah. actually defend. Yeah. The
2: team, the first team in the
0: league, can actually defend. <laughs> or but, I anyway. think,
1: uh, I think, I think out the top six, I think you'd have to say Tottenham are normally the best organised defence. I mean, the whole Alderweireld thing is a little bit odd. Yeah. Maybe they've been missing him a little bit, but yeah, all in all. It's been a pretty bad season defensively, but that makes it a really, really fun league to watch this season. It does, but we,
0: and we've also seen that reflected in the Champions League. You can't just sit there and try and nick a 1-0 in, in the modern Champions League. You have to go and score goals, and we've seen that in the last couple of weeks too. But just uh, on City, before we move on, Dan, how can they improve? What what happens over the summer? What like what do you what, are there positions that can still be improved on? What's the
1: what do you think? The number one priority will be defensive midfielder because um, Yaya Toure is out of contract. I mean he never plays anyway, but he's out of contract. That's a big lot off the wage bill there. And Fernandinho turns 33 this May. Really? So that needs to be strengthened. I mean Fred's been rumored. I wouldn't be surprised if he brought somebody else in. But I think Fernandinho would be still be first choice and you recruit and then Delph is back up after that for defence midfield. And then because probably Delph will get more of a shift in midfield, probably a left back. Because obviously Delph got found out a couple of times this season. And then after that, you can't rely on Zinchenko, you can't rely on Phil Foden. They're attacking midfielders, they're yeah. like, you know, prepubescent. You're know? <laughs> so how Mendy's going to come back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do think Mendy... Is superb, and I think he showed that before he got injured. But that's a big, big injury. Like y- you, might not see the best of him until after Christmas next season. Would
0: you take a cheeky Luke Shaw?
1: <laughs> I, uh, I've actually talked about this with my dad. Have you, yeah. Just, just saying about what a good laugh that would be. <laughs> and would uh, but, be. but, but also just be, you know because he would be appreciated at City. He would improve at City. He's actually a very good footballer. He's got a lovely, crisp pass across the turf. Bernie, stop crying. <laughs> and, and I think No, it's, it's the concept of good players at Manchester United.
3: And, and by the way, this is one of the very few points that I will agree with, Dan, is there are lots of players at United who play like trash that I 100% believe under Pep Guardiola would be amazing. But it 100%. Does, it
2: doesn't, that, that's the scary part. You could literally <clears throat> name any player in football, and once he moves to a team under Pep that has an identity and knows exactly what he needs to do, I don't think you can rule anyone out being a really good player. No, I can on their rule preff, out, so out centre backs.
3: That I can rule out hands down, no problem. But a flying winger that doesn't have to defend, I mean the left back winger, same thing at this point. Luke Shaw, that's exactly what he is. Give him to Guardiola, he'll be amazing.
0: Fair. Guaranteed.
3: So
1: who who goes out? Anyone? Why would you want to do that? I mean, I hope, wow. I hope um, Aguero doesn't go. I mean, that would be terrible, but there does seem to be spells where Jesus gets a nod ahead of him, which is odd. I think it's because of more versatility in the attack that Jesus brings. He grafts maybe a little bit more um, after that. I mean, you know, obviously Yaya goes company's proved his worth he'll stay there for another season i i, I don't think you make many changes from here maybe claudio Bravo moves on because he wants first team football i think that's fair. there's a couple of younger goalkeepers there who will probably move into a second choice so uh you know otherwise if, if it's not broken why fix it is otamendi
3: well stones no longer really starts but is otamendi a starting center back in
1: next season
2: are you gonna play three of the back next season because we're about the
1: port in there as well
2: yeah, Company's going to play, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think it will be a, a back four. I think Company will be rotated out, so, you know, they don't put too much stress on his calves. I think John Stones will be trusted a little bit more. He's played a lot in the first half of the season. I think he's been kind of put out of the firing line a little bit. Otamendi, for the majority of the season, was probably one of City's most improved players. It's just that you really saw the Otamendi evolve in the Liverpool games, United games, where... He just hit crossfield balls into the stands. He just concentration. Yeah, concentration zero. atrocious. Like goes to ground too easily. So I think he has to work for his place. Otherwise, I, I think you know, if even if you rotated the other three, I think you'd be in decent hands.
0: Yeah. Did, did Mustafi and Otamendi play together at Valencia? Mm. I, I think I read something like that. Yeah. Maybe I feel, for like a I, yes. I feel like there was some overlap. That must have been amazing. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't very good, Valencia. So no, that might explain true. that. That's true. Gary um, Neville gets there and he's trying to sort it out. No wonder it didn't <laughs> go anywhere. Um, so, move on to United. Yeah,
2: I was going to say at that point, City hadn't won the league yet. Oh, I thought we were skipping this game. No, we weren't skipping this oh, game. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, United yeah. might have skipped it. Yeah. yeah. But we're going we're gonna to visit it sure, for thanks, sure. thanks guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So, at this point, City hadn't won the league yet. Um... Everybody thought, okay, United are going to play last place West Brom. They're coming off a brilliant comeback win against league leaders slash champions, pretty much. Yeah, West um, Brom coming off 900 losses in a row. Mm-hmm. Yep. No manager, you know, that all that good stuff. And then, they actually put in a very good performance at Old Trafford and come out 1-0 winners there. I mean, I watched the... I don't know why, but I watched the whole game and... One, United are very hard to watch. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And... Second is that it wasn't even like Hail Mary, it wasn't throwing the sink at them. It was West Brom were just pretty much chilling, like nothing's happening. Like it's not like United were killing it to get a goal back or go ahead or whatever it was. It was just like, yeah, pass it around. West Brom were just doing nothing. Rondon is bullying whoever comes near him, and yeah, yeah, and that's it. And West Brom, you know, Lukaku left his man on a corner, and whoever it was, um ex-Southampton or whatever Jay Rodriguez. Yeah, Jay Rodriguez he scored the goal from the corner and that not was that r- officially not racist Jay Rodriguez officially
0: not yeah racist. cleared
1: cleared yeah. yeah I just thought it was I, so because, he's, because he's played of racism does that mean a guy Tom Bong does have bad breath <laughs> Uh I mean, yeah. that's what you're insinuating... Tweet us. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> if you've on, ever on met the... Ghost, and Bong, clarify. <laughs> I love how you say his name. It's how do you say
3: him? it? I don't it... know, but just... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not like that, is it? I think it is probably the best name in the Premiership, though. It, I mean, it is. I mean It has to be. Yeah. Anyway. But on, on the game, I, I honestly was... I mean, when people saw the lineup, a lot of people were asking questions. A lot of people were not... They were, they, they, thought, they thought it was quite strange that they would play this way. But... It felt as if United thought our seasons—we've beaten City. Our seasons over, and they were walking around. Well, the celebrations at was...
2: the end of last game were a bit excessive. I thought.
3: <sighs> I, I don't know. I just
2: how can he be so inconsistent? I mean, literally top of the table, bottom of the table. It it was weird. Nothing was ha- I, there. Was Mata tried to be fair? Mata was buzzing around trying to do something. I love it whenever Herrera plays because that means United—they're going to lose most of the time—and I just enjoy it so much and. He's. uh, I don't know, there just wasn't enough. Lukaku tried. uh, Sanchez was horrendous again. I
0: I, I felt the same way that I felt all season, which is how is this team second? Mm -hmm. It's bizarre. They haven't lost in six or something. Every week you watch them and you're like, they're rubbish. No, yeah, but absolutely rubbish. Look at and their
3: record. Keep, I guess they keep smashing small teams. No, no. But well, they beat all they've beaten every single team they played this season.
2: The last 5 games they've beaten Spurs, Chelsea, City.
3: They've beaten all well, well, big teams. Oh, forget team. that. Every single team this season. Like, yeah. like if if there's I don't give him credit. If I want to give him credit for something, I'll give you credit if you beat everyone you play. Even if you lose all the other game right. whatever, everyone you play, that's not bad. It really isn't. But my problem with this and I spoke to Alex about this before is what is the point? of buying Romelu Lukaku if you don't play to his strength. If you see the goals that he's scored and when he's gone on a really good scoring run, it's because United played quick through balls or crosses. What is the point of Alexis Sanchez coming inside and trying to do a stupid dink when the team is playing too too far? Like. Too close to their goalkeeper. What is the point of Mata uh, coming inside and doing the same thing? What is the it point? It is the dink drinking game. Keep can, it, keep him, dink, keep him talking. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> we <it. laughs> <laughs> <You can> go <laughs> for hours. You I don't know. Like watch the next. We're gonna watch a game together one day. You're gonna watch me get furious. Like at this because Mourinho half a beer. Forget about it. Oh, oh, beer. So oh, oh actually, that's fast. Oh. and
0: furious now.
1: What, what is, boys? Anyone's after that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mourinho
3: is simply—he called this team a master in complication. That, like that's what he said. Yeah. I don't see how who is more complicated than Jose Mourinho as a
1: manager. And right who now. and whose fault is that? It's the is manager's it, fault. There's, yes. It's not a player's fault. It, it's complicated for them because either the instructions are very very poor and they don't know what to do, and or cause quite frankly they don't want to play that boring dross. Yes. And so their he's, manager he's is psychotic automatic. He's absolutely He's actually psychotic <laughs> yes. like, like he, the, he plays so much mind games
2: That the minute there's no mind games to play It's weird Like, You know what I mean? Like, it's like it, He Okay, so people <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was talking to this United fan He's like he, I was like What's wrong with United? He's like This is what happens to United Mourinho puts them out Defensively mm-hmm. You can see the goal They go Screw this Everybody just does whatever they try to do to, you know, like against City, get three goals in five minutes, and then, you know, because that's not the Mourinho way, then they go back to play the Mourinho way. So it's like,
3: you have to almost drop what Mourinho says if you're going to get anything out of the game. So you know how people say that Klopp and Guardiola don't know how to train defenses? There have been a lot of articles that have come out recently about Mourinho and the way he trains attackers. He tries to get them to just, apparently, to just play. But... He puts people in positions that don't make sense. Because you can't tell Alexis Sanchez, do your thing. Juan Mata, do your... They're going to do what they know, which is cut inside. But if you play an actual right-sided winger or something, and a left-sided winger and say, play, and and Lukaku play, they're going to play the way that makes sense. But he puts them in the wrong position. And they do whatever they want to, which doesn't make any sense.
0: Does that mean your dream signing this summer is Mark Albrighton? Yes. <laughs>
3: oh, yes. Yes. And we really? have Mahrez too. No. 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 From South,
2: Southampton, Beckham wannabe. Oh, Wood. Oh, Proust. Proust. oh. oh absolutely, Ward absolutely, mate. Woodhouse on one side, Albrighton <laughs> on the other. The problem is your best, your best crosser is Lukaku. Like, he has such a nice yes, cross on him. he really does. He just needs to run in there and get his own crosses. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so, yeah, this was amazing. I mean, obviously, all the jokes and all the banter about, you know, what a waste of time it was just beating City last week for to give this up. Now, um, Ben Foster was very good this game as well, we have to say. I think he... England's number one? I mean, if all you have to do is beat Joe Hart. Yeah, sure.
1: Well, he um, I don't know if you saw it, but today he was culpable for Peter Crouch's goal. Um, I think it was a shot from Shaqiri from the edge of the area, and he spilt it right into Crouch's path. Beautiful. So uh, I think... <laughs> Thanks, you know, Ben. He is a, either no, the 4-4-5th no. choice uh, goalkeeper now. But he's now. better than Hart, though. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, Plenty of
2: people are, but Hart still... Somewhere. Hart had a world-class performance last week. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's all if it's on form...
1: That was the what only one. What do you mean? One. Ben Foster played like two days ago and had a world class performance. Okay, sure, sure. Um, anything else about this game before we move on? I think uh, Darren Moore deserves some credit. I mean, well, we just want to have a bit of a bash of Alan Pardew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, James McLean said after the game, I mean, he's not the cleverest lad, but this is quite insightful. <laughs> um, he said, it obviously helps when you go out on the pitch knowing that what you're doing. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah I, I just put there there is obviously a bit of a disconnect when Pardew was in charge, and I find that delightful because he's an odorous twat. Yes, he is. Yeah. So do you
0: reckon the media person at, at West Brom was just like, right, James, just say something that no
1: one can disagree
0: with? Right? <laughs> <Yeah. And that's laughs> like,
3: was anyone struck by the fact of how huge he was compared to Jose Mourinho?
0: Darren Moore? Oh, he's a huge he's a like, He
3: stood next to Mourinho I thought, what, is Mourinho short? Like, what mm. is going well, that on? That
0: happened with Wenger too, remember when they had that little... Yeah. A shoving match. Yeah. Yeah. And even Wenger made him look yeah. tiny. I think
3: Mourinho may not be a. like He's just a tiny man, and maybe he makes. like He tries to overcompensate yeah. by being an absolute but bitch. He was a yeah. very
1: uh, poor goalkeeper, wasn't he, in his playing career, so he must have been more like a bit. You know, a Bartez kind of goalkeeper. <laughs> or a Spina. Yeah, yeah. Or a Carroll. And he.
2: Uh, Not not Andy. Roy? Uh, Roy. Roy Roy He was a I I don't think I've enjoyed the footballing period more than Roy Carroll and Howard at United. That was literally just joyful. I enjoyed that period so much. I enjoyed Almunia
3: more, to be honest.
2: Almunia had some good moments. No, but that's the thing. Arsene saw the Roy Carroll uh, uh,
3: period and was like, let's try this. this.
0: (laughs) get someone. Speaking of that. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Arsenal uh, had an away game this week mm. So you could bet your house that they would lose Which they did um, Arsenal Wenger started the game with our new shiny 50-something striker out wide left um, you know, defending corners all the way at his own corner flag hey, and it, hey, like, it worked
3: for, after what ten minutes?
2: Yeah, oh, it was it was brilliant.
3: It was uh, actually a lovely goal. It yeah, was. The Aubameyang
0: was, take was good. The cross was good. The finish was. Mustafi's
2: excellent. Mustafi's long ball was brilliant. Before he decided to Mustafi the rest of the game, <laughs> um, but yeah, this was weird. Uh, you know, it was really good the game before as number ten. He moved him for for Willock, who he brought in. A lot of random decisions. Uh, Nothing changes with Arsenal week in, week out. Like, it's almost as if the league is pretty much foregone and it doesn't matter at this point. Hence, Joe Willock starting again. Yeah, but the problem is then you look at who made the mistakes and it's Mustafi who's going to play against Griezmann in in a week and it's, you know, it's Petr Cech who's having a horrendous time at Arsenal (laughs) overall. Mustafi, again, it's literally copy-paste from last week. The same goal. The player runs across him front post. Again, Cech just looked... You think watching the replay that it's in slow-mo when it's not. It just takes him forever to get down to his left, to try and get anything on the ball, which... And, and then there's a few instances where Mustafi just... I think Vidic was, was a pundit on Sky or something for this game, and he ripped Mustafi apart. Literally took him apart. It's just saying, you know, forget about Arsene Wenger, forget about all that stuff. Mustafi just did not do any of the basics of center-back defending. Mm-hmm. And you look at the second goal. Mustafi was literally ball watcher. I was live before the goal went in. It's not a replay. I was watching it. I was like, that header is definitely going to that guy, like 100. Mm-hmm. percent Like, where else was he gonna go? And he just stood there and watched it go over him. And
3: but why does he keep playing? Is my question. Well, like, because isn't there are anything many better than Mustafi now.
0: Well, I would say so, but you know, as a manager, you can't just like banish him for the rest why? of the season, especially it, with only a Chambers few games left.
3: Not better than Mustafi? Mm, no.
0: The, the thing That's is thing. that occasionally Mustafi will have an epic game. And like some very occasionally he does look good. But lately it's just been like It's it, been very bad. Yeah, it's gotten worse lately is the thing. Like he was always a, a kind of Ottomendi figure where like he'll have a few decent games and then one horrendous
2: one. But right. lately they've all been horrendous. So it's it's feeling worse. The thing games. though when you when I when I when I hit on Arsenal defenders and centre backs is that you remember that Scolacci interview he he did Skolacci or whatever oh, his yeah. name is. Yeah. When he left uh, Arsenal and he gave an interview saying, Guys, it's literally impossible to defend as an Arsenal centre back. Like he said, he said, in the way Arsenal Menger wants to play the game, in the way the system is set up, in the way that you have zero protection from midfield, you are literally out there just fighting fires on your own. And defending doesn't work like that at the top level. You can't just win every tackle you go into because there's no one else there. But or no one's asking
3: you to win every tackle. They're no, asking no. you to cover the front post and not <laughs> and the back guys. No, but the, the
2: situations arise too often in a game for the center back to solve them every single time is what. Like when you talk about City, they don't get as many chances to do the heroics yeah. because they have a system that is okay, set up. Let, let me ask Dan this question
3: because we've had this conversation on repeat before, and you've been a City fan for since you were. A child. Also dead as a right? centre-back. So. Brilliant. Yeah, so yeah. even better. My opinion on this is that this idea, this concept of protection for centre-backs is trash. If you're a good centre-back, you should be a good centre-back. I don't care about Fernandinho protecting you from all this rubbish. If you can tackle, you can tackle. You can read the game, you can read the game. If you look at United team, again, I can only relate to that. Vidic and Ferdinand, they had nobody in front of them when Hargreaves went away. Nobody. They still had the best defense in the league because they did their jobs correctly. I feel that people are making too many excuses for center-backs. I don't know what you
1: think. No, I completely agree. And I think with Mustafa, I don't think it's necessarily an issue with his tackling. I think his basic reading of the game is just terrible. You see so many balls go over his head. You see him, as you said, get beaten in the near post all the time. You know, It's absolutely terrible. And there was a concession from Wenger at the end of this game that maybe there isn't a balance between his attack and defense. Um, agreed. Mustafi is not good enough, but I think he has to you know, look at that seesaw, that balance he's got, and he's got a screw loose in the middle with granite jacker as well. Oh, mate. Absolutely mm-hmm. atrocious. I mean, he should not be a starting defensive midfielder for a team who wants to be in the Champions League. No. He's absolute pants. And I think if you look in the league, why didn't he get Wilfred Ndidi? Why didn't yep. he ho- you know, really put him into that position, really slowly <laughs> hone <laughs> his skills? And, and then just... Flick Jackie out of the way. Absolute pants. Ndidi is,
2: is exactly who I want. I do want for like a Yes, I wanted yeah. like Ndidi Mar yes, Mars I wanted a, a skillful guy to cut in from to replace Sanchez. And instead of replacing him with a striker, that's not what where Sanchez plays. And get Ndidi, who has the most tackles in the league. He's emulating Kante and just to do that is, is incredible. But it's it's funny to see, I mean, Rafa Benitez... Did two very simple things which looked like tactical masterclass. All he did was in the first half, he had Shelby get the ball and spring him into the corner. He literally just, Shelby, every time he got the ball, just kicked it long over whoever's head. And Ayozi Perez and Dwight Gale, little dudes, just ran and chased him. They put in shifts. And that's it. Whole first half, boom, 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 a goal. Second half, he went, You know what? We've done this enough. Let's put on a big dude in in, uh, Islam Islam, Islam, Sulmani. And we're just going to play the ball to him. And now he's going to win a header against these Chambers and Holdings and Mustafis who can barely jump. And that's it. We're going to score a second goal that way. And it's just so... You cannot, like... Again, you want to be in the Champions League. You want to do this. You want to be Atletico Madrid who haven't conceded in 150 games. You want to do all these things. But you can get beat so simply and so easily against a team... I know Newcastle are in form, but it's no excuse. Also, uh, Wenger's quote Afterwards, and Dan, you alluded to to what he was
0: saying, but it's a weird one because he says losing like this is a worry character-wise. Our attitude today was spot on, but I have to be realistic enough to say that maybe our balance offensively and defensively doesn't work. So, like he said, it's a character problem. Then he says the attitude was perfect, and it was a balance problem. Can I say it one thing make about, any sense.
3: about attitude? And you, one of you guys brought this up before the game, where Lacazette said. Uh, we want to win the Europa League because that's the way the manager will stay. In my opinion, any Arsenal player that doesn't see that Arsene Wenger... They are part of the problem, by the way. Doesn't see that Arsene Wenger himself is part of the problem and really wants him to stay...
2: He hasn't been there... That is now. an attitude problem, in my opinion. You talk to Vampires, He talked to Fabregas, talk to all They all, all say these he's washed. Look, my problem with Arsene Wenger is after every game, you ask him a question and he goes to these intangibles. He goes to character, drive whatever hunger handbrake (laughs) he goes to all these intangibles he never goes yeah the wrong player was playing the wrong position or this guy didn't track this man or we lost because we lost the 50-50s no it's always some random intangible about someone wanting it more than someone else it's never tactical if football was all about who wanted the most Stoke would be you know champions every season it doesn't work like that you also have to do something tactically to win a football game
3: absolutely
1: Uh, with regards to Newcastle I think you know obviously Rafa Benitez Deserves a lot of credit yep. for what he's done there. Absolute no support from the boardroom whatsoever. He's got some real poor players in the team, like you know, <laughs> poor, poor dummy and people like yeah. that. Like, they're not yeah. Premier League players at all. And you know, what he's wrung out of that team is quite incredible. And I have to say, you know, John Joe Shelby at the moment, I'd pick him for the England team. He, he had a lovely old time against Arsenal. Someone had to say it. I, I mean, I'm all out for it. I mean, imagine. Livermore made it. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. <I> don't <laughs> I, I, I picked Jack Cork over him, and I'm being <laughs> honest with that one as well. Um, but I think as a plan B for England, if you get Jonjo Shelby pinging those long boards and Vardy running through on them, I think that's a fantastic alternative right there. And yeah, I, and Drinkwater's not getting the minutes right now, so yeah. why shouldn't Shelby travel? Then on that point of Benita sorry Alex. No, go I, I just want to get your viewpoint on this. I feel, I think a lot
3: of people have been talking about him just, this is coaching. This is literally the definition of, coaching and, and making people better even if they're shit like like But Obama. that's one of a coach. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and it feels almost like a lost art in this day and age and I don't think Benitez gets enough credit at all. No, because managers
2: managers now are literally... People think of them as people who pick transfers. And, you know, you work in July and you work in January mm-hmm. and you're done. And then in between, you're like, oh, well, he bought bad players or he bought good players. Or he spent this amount of money and he's, he didn't spend this amount of money. It's not just about that. I mean, you look at someone like... Um, Bournemouth manager You look at someone like Even Roy Hudson When he came into Crystal Palace There's a lot of There's a lot of options Where you don't have To have the best team You have to have Realistic expectations obviously Of the players you have <laughs> But you can make them As a sum or whatever it is, the, the, some, of the some of the parts are greater than whatever. That is your role as a manager. That is it's not it's not Mourinho every season going or you know Conte going. I don't have the players and Mourinho going. I don't have the players and Pep spending all the money to get the good players. It's not. You just have to like we always talk about Arsene Wenger and Arsenal. People say he doesn't have enough good players. One, he's been there for twenty years, so there's literally no chance that a player is there that he hasn't picked. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And two is you don't think that with Pep as manager, Arsenal going to be second or third. Of course, they're good. Of course. I just, they're not that bad individually. Like, they're just not. And, anyways, um, so yeah, Newcastle 1 2 1. <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking
0: of shit managers, Southampton 2, Chelsea 3, Mark Hughes, a special. Take it I, away, Alex. I cannot get over I, I'm looking at the, the league table, right? So, Southampton went 2 0 up, and I disliked Chelsea very much, and I was like, this is fantastic. And then Chelsea came back 3 2, and I was like, I dislike Mark Hughes even fantastic. more. This is brilliant. Right. So I'm looking at the league table. 18th Southampton, 19th Stoke. Has
2: any manager ever relegated two clubs in one season? This is why people want Southampton. Like people like Southampton. They yeah. try and play football. They're not really a team that I, I necessarily think about right away to be- yes, please go down. No, they're not like a Sunderland from a few no, seasons No, I like ago. the club. But, but it would be funny for Mark Hughes to relegate two teams. It would be epic. Yeah, just absolutely epic. He surely it's a quiz will never question. recover from that. It's just a question for it, one it, of our. In Kirkians. a couple of
3: years, people forget. It'll be a great quiz question. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, Southampton went two nil up. Chelsea are having a really wobbly time, and then they bring on Giroud, who this is what he does—he saves games like these. Yep. Brilliant first header. Woo! That was—that's the Giroud right there.
3: I'm, I'm sorry, it's it's over for Murat. This is over. Um, easy. Get rid, Alex. I'm He's sorry. only like twelve. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean his career. Uh, I mean Chelsea. It's over, forget about it. He's had a
0: terrible season. No. They're unlikely to sell him given they just. No, no, no. Listen, (laughs) okay. Listen, listen.
3: Here's, and I think Mohamed will agree in this context. I'm I'm looking for people to support me here, okay? So back me up here. Olivier Giroud has been underrated his whole career. Sorry. 100%. His whole career. That's my hype <laughs> man right Come there. On. I'm 100%. serious. Oliver Giroud's goal record is astounding. Arsenal should not, have never it sold really him. It really is astounding. I'm not disagreeing with you. He hated him for, for Arsenal should never years. have sold Giroud. I know. Well the, done. The yeah, actually should mm-hmm. But anyway, he needs to start for Chelsea. What you need at Chelsea is stability. Something that you know is a sure thing. Olivier Giroud scoring goals is a sure thing for Chelsea right now. To be fair, put can't, him on and save Morata so on the bench.
1: Incredibly stable, <laughs> 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 but that's, I think you can't argue against it. I mean, that's no. a one-sided debate. Giroud has to start, but I don't think Morata's necessarily spent. There was that time, you know, earlier in the season he was all right, and there was a little spell when uh, Hazard was playing behind him when he looked good. I, he just seems bereft of confidence right now. I think he needs taking out the firing line. I don't know what's going on there, but as for the game against Southampton. You know, you see that Giroud goal go in, and just every Southampton player, was just a collective shit themselves, yeah. wasn't it? Just mm-hmm. They completely lost any form of discipline, organisation, and it was, you know, seeing Mark Hughes's face when the uh, third goal went in was just <laughs> an absolute delight. <laughs> yes.
0: yes, it was. It is the season, I've noticed, of no new manager bounce. Right, Southampton didn't get one with Hughes. West Brom Christoph certainly Wallace. didn't get one with Pardew. Uh,
1: yeah, Hodgson did it. Uh, Hodgson did it, Carl yeah. Vihau, uh, if I pronounce Swansea. his name right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Swansea, he did it. With but his, you're right, uh, it's
2: less so. There's no that pew push. There isn't that... What? I mean,
3: Big Sam? No. No.
2: No. 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 That started
3: two games before him, even though I can't remember his name now. Unsworth. Unsworth. Was shit for four games and
0: then got one two I think. He was also the only manager ever that's been fatter
2: than Sam Allardyce.
3: Wasn't it Sam
0: Allardyce the yeah.
2: manager that he should have taken over, but they were playing like a city and he said no, I'm gonna like join <laughs> yeah. next game. Yeah. He yeah. literally yeah. sat in the stands like a week after being appointed. Like no no no, I'm wasn't starting it, next game. <laughs> wasn't
3: that Rooney's Rooney's hat trick? He was in the stands. He didn't. He wasn't actually the manager for that Something game. Something like, like that. that. Yes. Yeah. And
1: then after though, when he was talking about his record ever since he was defending it, he included that game, <laughs> even though he wasn't on the touchline. Oh, when. Isn't that when he said if I,
2: if this was a tie, like a Champions League tie, I would have beaten yes, I Liverpool home yeah. and yeah. away so on away goals
1: him. or something? I would go through. Oh, you'll take any Brilliant. credit, but there's, oh. been, there's been no bounce from him. He's just yeah. rolled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Liverpool, speaking of, uh, beat Bournemouth 3-0. This was... I mean, I watch Liverpool now just from my boy Salah, and I just want him to do well, and I want him to get one over Kane, and I want him... But blah, blah. You know, it's personal. He's Egyptian. I'm Egyptian, obviously. But he
3: took Kane took his goal, though.
2: Yeah, that's right. So Kane Kane is now only three goals away from Salah. <laughs> but this goal specifically was something different. What a header. Because when you read a Salah goal before you see it, you think okay, you know, you something the, comes right, to mind. Right, yeah. But it's not this. No. He kind of he did this on purpose too, because that's not a header that was going in if a keeper was on his line. So I just enjoyed it from a kind of he showed more to his abilities with this goal and and it was good it was it was a beautiful ball as well from uh, what's his name Trent Alexander-Arnold who's having like a world class couple of games right now Mm -hmm. I mean he's the new kafu not you know they keep switching not Flanagan not Flanagan Flanagan didn't work out no no Um, but yeah Liverpool are a lot of fun to watch this season I enjoy them I I can I can tune into any of their games
1: you know they're they're fun to watch no we ran a poll um, after City got the uh, title on the score and uh, just saying uh, which team is most likely to unseat City and it was interesting because I thought, you know, obviously, numerically, there's a lot of United fans. So I thought maybe they'd win this and they got a lot of cash behind them. But 53% for Liverpool mm-hmm. and then 27% for United. I think so it's it a lot of neutrals. Yeah, yeah, a
3: big, big proportion. That, that's an interesting poll. Only because I don't trust Liverpool to scale those heights in the Premier League. Like, to go and, like you're talking about the team that's, that will, can beat City to the league, right? That, that was what that
1: pulled. Yeah, was. Yeah, they want the next team to uh, take so, it. I, Liverpool are not that team. Look, they're look, just look. Not You've got
2: team. the front three. We all agree on them, right? Sure. Then yeah. you're going to get Naby Keita next season. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Ox is starting to come into form. He's a good at transition player, which really helps Liverpool get that ball and just take it halfway down the field in like three seconds. And then you start... Robertson is coming into form. If Trent continues this, you have Van Dijk who's playing... Trent. Well, we going to say his full name. Art, if, yeah. if we, there's no time. We're already yeah. 40 minutes in. If if Van Dijk continues his form, if you also Liverpool, we we joke about their defense. You look at their record recently; they have actually been very, very yeah. good defensively. If Karius continues this way, or they get a new keeper and they pair Van Dijk with someone else, all of a sudden, with Klopp, you can see them mounting something substantial. I'm not saying they're going to win.
3: The only reason I I disagree with that point is because and. Firstly, Mourinho is the one key factor in this that can make you say, no, that's not going to happen because he's fucking a nutcase. That's one thing. Mourinho? Mourinho. Like I'm saying, from a United standpoint, the reason why they wouldn't do it is because Mourinho cannot be consistent in his mind. But if you look at it again, I'll say it again, United beat everybody they played. Liverpool cannot say that. And Liverpool don't have the consistency over the... We're talking about what happens if Nebi Keita comes in, what happens if this comes in. They have not been consistent for four years.
0: But Bernie... This
3: team, this United team... If Mourinho mm. consistently applies the right tactics, they will. I'm not saying they will win because they won't beat City next season, but have a better chance than Liverpool.
0: No, Definitely. Liverpool one point behind Manchester United right now. They but fixed United a couple a game in hand. So what? Like, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. And
3: Liverpool over the last couple of games did what? They were exactly they, they were won. ahead of United and then toppled. Sorry? United won six games in a row. Okay. Like, the
0: point is, the, is are the broader trends, and the trends are that Liverpool are improving. Yeah. And Manchester United, despite being second, are not. And you you'd say like it, it, it hangs on Mourinho, no. Mourinho implementing proper tactics next season consistently. He's not going to do that. You know he's not going to but do that. That's, but if that's, anything, he'll go even more than And not if you have correct. to change managers, then you have another season correct, in which you need to transition. Know
3: that. We know that Manchester United... And remember, I hate this team. <laughs> this Manchester United have dramatically improved points-wise and everything else. They have improved. they scored more goals, better defence, even though it's shit. And they've improved drastically more than Liverpool have from last season of Liverpool. So it's a mute point to say that United have not improved. That's just incorrect.
0: But the way that they play football has not improved. That's
3: not part of the point, is it? Yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah, because yeah. I think, I think oh, it is because of oh, the
2: trajectory case, that Liverpool are on there. We think United are there. We just feel that United are at the end of their role.
3: But in that case, we might as well say that Tottenham are the best team outside of Man City. Tottenham and we have had a discussion. So. We know that's not true. So what are we saying? also? Don't uh, forget
2: that, that City are pretty much in the ch- the finals of the Champions League. I mean, that's no small feat. Who? Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. I was like City. Sorry. So, like, that's <laughs> yeah. Small
0: yeah don't <laughs> remind me. But 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 Liverpool have a have a style. They have a way of playing. Everyone knows what you know how what their job is. Everyone knows how they're going to play. They're only. Manchester improve, United
3: are so. Why are they ahead of Liverpool? And why did they United were what sixth last a-
0: season? As I said, I find it very difficult to explain the success of this Manchester yeah. United
3: team, but. I just not
1: sustainable. That's you not...
0: can you can't honestly think that Jose Mourinho is going to turn this Manchester United team into one that can beat City. I know
1: I think that's it. I think it's a few tweaks that Liverpool have to make yeah. to make their team challenge for a So I think Carrius has been fantastic since he's known he's got the number one shirt. Even Lovren's been playing quite well. So maybe a defensive midfield backup for Henderson, cuz I, I I'll never like him or replacement. Yeah, or replacement, <laughs> you know, just anything like that, but I think they just like one or two players Fewer tweaks. Liverpool can challenge for the title. I don't know where United strength from from here. Final word. Yeah, I think we should move on to a quiz. Let's do it.
2: So, welcome to the Nick quiz that be Yep. Hey, oh,
0: Not
2: right? bad We'll mm-hmm. take it yep. okay. all right. We'll take it Thank you very much <laughs> Every that. week we're like It'll do Just, okay. just move on <laughs> So I have four questions lined up One of them you guys already answered But just to put the fact back out there um, City won the league with five games to go Whose record did they equal And from what season It was United from the 2000-2001 season mm-hmm. Alright So three more questions to go Question number one Other than being the first span, Oh by the way These are all City kind of theme for being champions. Oh, I think okay, I know who's gonna win this. <laughs> Everyone's head popped up because it was so focused. ready to go. I'll, I'll do one second gap before you say anything. Other than being the first Spanish manager to win the EPL, what else is Pep the first to be?
0: That was easy.
3: Bernie. Uh, First manager to win a league in England, Spain, Germany.
0: Alex. First completely bald manager. Yes. You're thinking
2: way too hard, mate. (laughs) He's the first bald manager to win the Premier League. They all had hair? All of them, every single one. But they're so old,
1: all of them. Every single one? Wow. wow, actually yeah, you think about it, they've all had lovely heads of hair. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Kenny, Conte down, Kenny doesn't probably had probably had the best mm. head of hair. I
2: think. There was the, I oh, think the closest that came to was an Aston Villa manager in like the well not mm. in the Premier League, but like in the eighties who was Balding. Right. But Pep is gone. Pellegrini.
3: Pe- great hair.
2: Pellegrini, Conte, Conte, I mean, Conte, Conte Wenger. It like Yeah, they all yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright. Question number two. And Bernie you alluded to this. Name the only three managers to have won a title in at least three of the top four leagues in Europe.
3: That was easy. Bernie. Mourinho, Ancelotti, Guardiola.
2: Correct. Ancelotti, Italy, England, Germany. Jose, Mourinho, England, Italy, Spain. And Pep Guardiola, Spain, Germany, England. Are there any left or is that it? Also, Ancelotti has one in France. So yeah. he's got four.
3: Yeah. yeah. You're on the ball today. Yeah? No, not in
2: the last one. <laughs> <laughs> last question. What did the last five Premier League champions have in common? They all play in blue. Yes! Get nice. in!
0: Mohamed, you've been telling us all season that Barcelona
2: aren't actually very good. Yes. And uh, Roma proved it. Yes, and even though they've been unbeaten in the league, etc, etc, I've been preaching about how ungood they are. Lord!
3: Lord. <laughs> so... Is there any parallel to the Invincibles? At all. Because what you of mean? what the bad in Europe this guy Dan did not put the Invincibles right? in his best sure, team ever. Is there in parallel? No, absolutely not. <laughs> well I mean <laughs> I mean
2: unbeaten in the league, league champions very yeah. bad in Europe. Maybe, maybe a little bit. But no, no, obviously no. obviously Barca aren't kind of they don't have the aura of invincibility around them because they just haven't been that good. They haven't played football <laughs> the Barcelona way in a long, long, long time. Um, even Barcelona, I follow a lot of Barcelona accounts on Twitter just to kind of gauge the in- the, the, the vibe Weird. around the club and the mood. And they all know that they're scraping through here. I mean, yeah. like we said, we talked about this last week, you've got Ter Stegen, Alba, Ish, and Messi. Mm-hmm. They're kind of carrying the team across this finish line of the league that no one expected they would win this season anyway. I don't know how Madrid started the way they did. Mm-hmm. Um other than that It's been all over the place Iniesta's going to China It's been confirmed For next season Rakitic Paulinho Busquets All in really bad form Their right back situation is, is horrendous Dembele Coutinho like,
0: He's been good Every time I've seen
2: him Just not that solid like, See the thing with Barcelona Is they have a different standard you just you know that like Rakitic Paulinho that that's not good enough for Barcelona. It's, I always see them as a different
3: standard, and they just haven't recruited well so, enough. So, question based on this: um, When Luis Enrique was manager, even though they won the treble, there was a lot of you know people saying that he's not playing the Barça way, mm-hmm. which when they were actually showing mm-hmm. some tactical flexibility at that time. Are there, from your Barcelona resources on Twitter and what else, <laughs> my ITK. <laughs> exactly, you're my Barcelona resource now. Yeah. Is are they saying similar things because it was it got very very bad between the fans and Enrique or have they learned from that experience and they're being patient? Sorry,
0: before we go to our, our Barcelona correspondent, I just like <laughs> the, <laughs> um, the, there is an element to which I mean they've been playing four four two most of the season and a lot of that is getting the best. But they didn't have that that third player because Dembele was out for so mm-hmm. long, so they need to switch the system. But it's also to get the best out of Iniesta to kind of put more people around him because he's bloody old. Um, but this is the first time that a Barcelona manager has not played some variant of four-three-three yep. for I don't know how long. Well, it has to be, you know, decades.
2: They're very split on Valverde. Very split on him. Some games, they feel like, yes, he pulls this masterclass out of his whatever. And other games, they feel that he just has glaring mistakes. Against Roma... No changes were made for way too long. Mm-hmm. Paulinho, they a lot of uh, a lot of Barcelona fans felt Paulinho should have started to give a bit more dynamic. A lot of them don't want Iniesta to start. They can see the struggles when Iniesta starts; it's too static. Um, Dembélé, like he's not in the best form. Semedo should not have. St- they played Sergio Roberto, I think, in midfield, and a lot of them are like Sergio Roberto is a beast of a right back. Stick him there. Semedo is not having a best season. Why is he starting away? Sure, from but on home? this game.
3: You're 4-1 up, right? It was 4-1 in the first leg. Yeah. In their minds, and in any of our minds, did it matter what they did? Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, will, I will definitely say that I did not expect this from Roma. There, there has been... Roma have had some good performances this season, but there was, there's nothing that they have done, and there's no tactical innovation that, that Sevilla Di Francesco has done this season that hinted that they were capable of this level of performance.
1: No, it was outrageous, and I think uh, you know Edin Dzeko holding up the ball, scoring goals. I think when he's on form, he can be one of the best strikers on the continent. Yes, incredibly it's, underrated. Yeah, yeah, it's just apart from when he's off form, he's just terrible. He's done it but, everywhere. Yeah, he has. Germany, England, Italy. Now, yep. he, he, everywhere he goes, he has a fantastic goal scoring record. And Costas uh, Costas Manolas would a year uh, winner, was it? You know, against the near post. He's been plagued with the nickname of mediocrities. And yep. he, uh, you know, he, can't, he, he comes to the front, <laughs> you know, to get to the near post like that, I love it. and nod the ball in I, over the middle. Yeah, terrible, terrible, you no know, defender. I think a lot of the time, you know this season, I know every team would rely on Messi, but it's reached whole new yes. levels this season, yes. and he's dragged him over the line so many times, and he can't be, you know, held culpable cool, of the rest of his team downs tools and thinks they got the job done. I think you know, out of all, we had a really, really good European week actually, some oh, really good amazing. comebacks and stuff like that. This was by far the best. And it should go down as an all-time great.
2: There's a lot of argument and, well, consensus among Barca fans that their reliance on Messi is way... Obviously, he's the best player ever, blah, 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 But it's way too much. It's like you are asking for way too much. He's dropping so deep to create and to score goals and to assist. And also, the thing with, with Messi right now is that there is a really good article and a conversation in the comments between Barca fans about how they feel that even as well as they've done, Barcelona have wasted Messi's prime the 2013 till now the time where Messi has been you know the, the treble got pulled again out of god knows where that was that was completely lucky second half of the season other it's than still that still a treble yes I mean, but but other than that that four gap for Messi to have won what one Champions League in what the last how many six five, like to you know, the fact that he's also lost, you know, a 4 1 Ballon d'Or lead, it all just I think leads to the fact that they could have done way more as a team to really make use of his prime but, period. I, I mean, I, I just don't buy that. I like a
0: football club can always make better decisions, and Barcelona haven't been run well for a few years at a management mm-hmm. level, but equally, you could say. Or how many league titles has Real Madrid, Real Madrid won with Ronaldo? They should have won more. They should. They couldn't possibly, you know, bought much better players to surround him. It's just, it's a team sport. Having the best player in the world doesn't guarantee that the rest of it's going to go well. But it does provide the sometimes.
3: I tend to agree with Alex on this only because how can we talk about them wasting Lionel Messi when they literally gave him the best backup? You could find in, in, in world football. And there were a lot of people who falsely, I must say, said that Neymar was the second best player in the world. So, But at least the fact that they were making that statement shows you how just amazing that that talent pool was. And yes, I get it. People said MSN carried them over the line yeah, and yeah. all this jazz. But I think the fact of the matter is Busquets was younger. He was still in the prime of his career. Um, Rakitic, when they won the Champions League, was fantastic. Simply fantastic. And Iniesta was still not as old as he is now. So, what were you going to do? Shift Iniesta? Like, like what What were they really going to do? Well, I, but you I look at really their signings
2: mean... recently, and, and they've just been a waste of money. You look at uh, Andre Gomes, you look at the whatever the other guy in midfield that they bought that doesn't play a single minute. You look at, even right now, Dembele still has to come good. Coutinho is still You know, we haven't talked about it, but Umtiti is... Possibly their only good and incredibly brilliant signing because he's I, been one of the best centre-backs I, I believe in the world. he's
1: got a release clause of 60 million does, euros as which well, is which is yeah, very, very dangerous. They I put mean. like
2: 200 million on Sergio Roberto and then they put 60 on... Yeah, he's well, the, I mean, it's not only up to them. Like If his agent said, that's all that you can do, then... then
0: right? right. We're,
3: we're talking a lot about Barcelona and not yeah. about Roma.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what I just want to say about this is that you know, we've we've said before. You're probably bored of hearing that we we went to the Olympico a few years ago and we saw a game in which Totti scored two last minute goals and the atmosphere there, even though the stadium was only what half full, mm-hmm. maybe half, if that, Maybe. if a that, third. A quarter, <laughs> like the, just the stand we're in. The atmosphere there on what was a magical night was
2: absolutely incredible. You can only imagine. Eighty thousand people were in the Olympico for this. There's game. no way. There's no way that was act like. This and I think Totti's retirement were like the two moments where I think the Olympico, I don't think he can beat. Like, we literally had maybe what, 20,000, 25, 25, 30, 25 if you the most, I would say. And it was insanity in
0: there. Like, I was watching this and not much moves me to tears. Yeah.
2: And this nearly did. Like, it was that. Because you could imagine when we were there and then you multiply that by the. I mean, when we were there, who were they playing? Torino. Torino, Torino, exactly. Like this must have been the place to be in the world at that moment. Yes, Absolutely. I mean James Pallotta
0: chucking himself into a fountain. Yeah, Great incredible.
1: Stuff. No, I, I'm with. I think the Stadio Olimpico. You know, I've been there myself to watch Lazio versus Napoli uh, one time. Ooh, and, oh, that's a good one. And it does. You know, the sound reverberates around there. And again, there are empty seats there, but you got bangers going off. You got you know people surging to the front of the stands when there's a goal. It's a real Overlook stadium really just for the history it holds I mean it's got it's really really weird it's got like a tribute to Mussolini outside it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it, it's basically like a lot of Rome it's history it's yeah. right there and if you get a chance to go go and see it because in my opinion it's a Thing in Rome, I don't think the rest of the states are good. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. I'll say I had a
0: lot of fun in Rome. Oh, Rome's, yeah. Rome's great Rome. I mean, that must have been that party,
2: must have been absolutely yeah. insane. A lot of babies were uh, conceived. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah, nine months. You, you, ca- there was something, there was the Barcelona six six one. 1, a lot of babies. 9 months later I think one right. uh, well, of the players made. the players had already, a baby right. yeah, everybody baby. <laughs> <having>. so
1: <laughs> 9 months from now we can expect a few little baby mediocrities <laughs> <that? laughs> yeah
0: yes. um so they will play Liverpool in the in their semi final Liverpool did very well to to get past city you know people were expecting possibly city to come back into this at least to some degree a lot of people said uh, you know a heroic loss you know a 2-0 win on the night but they'll lose overall but and City scored really early. Mm. And I think a previous Liverpool and this is why I was talking about the, the kind of trajectory of this side, a previous Liverpool would have crumbled. But they held really firm here and City from
2: then on didn't really look like they were gonna come back into it. In fact, City, uh, you know, Liverpool got a couple of goals. Yeah and, and they it, walked away with it. It's easy when you have the best player in the world playing for you at the you know, at the moment. Yeah, so um, uh, Van Dijk. In case you forgot who uh, we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, that's easy when he's always gonna pull something out of the hat, so you know, that's all I have to
3: say about this game. What, what what I'm what I'm very happy about in the context of this game is that very few, even though you can make the argument, very few city fans are saying that they lost because of the referees. They're admitting that yes, it was a factor potentially, but many, very, many of them that call into TV shows and all this stuff are saying we actually were just shit over two legs. And I appreciate that, for example, United fans could have said some stupid thing about penalty at West Brom. Thank God they didn't, because I would have slapped anyone that did. They were shit. And that was important because Liverpool just over two legs were better. Just simply were better.
2: Also, you do realize as a United fan that City are going to win the league. Liverpool might be Champions League winners. I mean, that's going to be a horrendous summer. No, not really. I'm just saying. There are very few things
3: that bother me except for Liverpool winning the league. That would actually bother me. The Champions
2: League is... Oh,
3: fine. No. no. when 2005, I was cheering Liverpool to come back from Milan because I wanted
1: to see history. It was very, very weird, but I was. Yeah, I think you'd be quite bothered as well if you went to the FA Cup final and lost to Southampton. I think that <laughs> would be, uh, yes. Yes. That would grind my gears. <laughs> yeah, I would man. love
2: for Chelsea to also win the FA Cup and Arsenal to win the Europa League. Literally everybody but United with a trophy. I'd like, sign up for that. Like you. Arsenal no,
3: not you won the FA Cup last year. Yeah. We've won so three out of four, won.
2: mate. Arsene Wenger killing it. All right. So don't even try. I'm
3: just waiting for us. Ars- I actually said to someone, I want Arsenal to win the Europa League because I can't wait to see the hypocrisy. For all of you, all of you who <laughs> are like, this is Europa League? I just can't wait for it, because I have the tweets ready. I, have do,
2: the, I do realise that United fans are, th- are going to do the exact same thing with the FA Cup. I am just saying. They will. Okay. I, will. Um, I don't know how this moved to that, but let's talk about, um, what, this madrid Wait, 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 before no? we do that, okay. quick, uh, let's get a quick Liverpool-Roma prediction. Over two legs. On, oh, no, you know.
3: Come on, Liverpool.
2: But Liverpool have it in them. They have it in them to mess this up. That's my issue. That's what you were talking about the leak earlier. They have that streak
1: in them. Yes, they do. But come on, yeah. I think they'll be absolutely fine. I think over the two legs, something similar to what they did against City five one on aggregate.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, that is a bit much for me. But I still think they'll beat Roma. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, I mean, now you can move on. There's no money on the table, this is whatever. Well, we can do that if you want. Yeah, I mean, see the minute, the, <laughs> the minute these games we saw this come back, I think the first thing I, I, I told you guys was like, this is how you make money up betting. This is the kind of stuff you need to guess what's gonna happen and make tons of money. I but
3: saw a picture of someone's um what's that thing? Like a betting receipt or whatever, and he made twenty thousand 20, Yeah, that's this 20, 000 000 is these dollars.
2: are the moments that you cash in on. Yeah. Anyways, um another moment was um Almost, almost, almost there. Uh, Madrid beating... Uh, well, Madrid had beaten Juventus at home at the Bernabeu 3-0 with that Ronaldo epic overhead kick. Obviously, you know, well done, etc. Um, and then Juvent- <laughs> Juventus... Juventus... <laughs> he's just insufferable. Juventus had no um, had no chance of coming back into this. Everyone thought, well, that's it. Dybala's out from his stupid red card the previous game. All good. And then slowly... You know Carvajal uh, was just having a horrendous game at the back post, which I think they, I think I would like to think that Juve pinpointed that mismatch with Mandzukic and Carvajal. I would and, expect so. Uh, yeah, and kind of said, you know, what, this is where we're gonna we're gonna get a few uh, a few chances, and they did Mandzukic with two headers, um, and then who scored the third? Uh, sweetie off um, right. ...Kaylor Navas complete mistake. So at that point it was it was a, it was a tie game on aggregate, and then. That penalty incident where Buffon just went but per- he's still talking about it today, by the way. He's still He needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, but at this yeah. point he's retiring. Whatever. Like No, it's
3: not it's not whatever because Lucy Oliver is getting completely destroyed. There's hate mail coming to her house. All this stuff because yeah, of what's like, Lucy Oliver. Oh, Michael okay. Oliver. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All because she's on Twitter and he's not and he can put a stop to this. Next he really can put a stop to this. That's a he disappointing.
1: A like he, he doubled down what he said. He said, maybe I say it slightly different, but he did double down what he yeah. said. He didn't say, but, by the way, don't abuse the wife of this referee. He didn't say that. Why didn't he have the decencies to say that? Yeah. He's, he's really gone down in my estimation. And actually, if you dig back on Buffon's career, he has bent the rules very much, and he's been self-congratulatory about it. So... He's not really shed himself in the best light here in the wrong part of his career. Right. It is really so, disappointing,
0: and 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 I don't understand how you can watch
2: that back
1: and, and not think still it's a deny penalty. it's a penalty. Right?
2: I th- I think I think a part that gets uh, kind of forgotten from this whole thing is Ronaldo stepping up for that header. Mm-hmm. To knock that ball down to Vasquez, that is a such a, like you know people talk about Messi and other players and whatever whoever you want to talk about, but no top 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 class player right now mm-hmm. has everything in his locker. Room, Ronaldo does. we like no one else has that leap in the ninetieth minute over whoever it was to knock it down to Vasquez to make that penalty happen. That is such a Ronaldo yeah. moment. What what about Ashley Barnes? I mean yeah. Ashley Barnes is up there. Yeah. Fellaini, <laughs> yeah. yeah. doesn't jump though. He's just he just, he yeah, just, it yeah. just comes off his head. But I honestly, I love that yep. he battled for that ball and he nodded it down. And then the penalty is a penalty. It was, a, it was a perfect penalty. Yeah, and it then wasn't the minute, just a, it was.
0: There were so many, I mean, I, I've said this before, but I'm really sick of players just smashing it down the middle. But Ronaldo took absolutely no chances with that. She
2: went the right way, but he had no chance. It was perfect. It was, it was beautiful. It was, it was perfect. And the minute the penalty was given, I think I tweeted something like, get ready, you're, yeah, bo- you're about abs. to see some
3: abs, oh, no, which shit. we did, yeah. of course. The, the um, thing about the penalty that I found interesting was there was, you know how they have that Ronaldo cam thing where they just fall. Like there was a, I don't know if you've seen the video where everyone is harassing him at that point, yeah. even his own players. And he's. Basically telling them, get away from me. Yeah, players and and he's kicking. just, he, he's had nothing to do with them because yeah. he's, he's concentrating on this penalty. And that's professionalism. But again, on Michael Oliver, someone said that, well, Buffon himself said that the brave thing to do would have been to let them play it out. Actually, the brave thing to do was to give that penalty in the with the last kick of the game. Right. And I thought that I, was very impressive. Considering no English referees going to the World Cup, to the World Cup. <laughs> Also,
2: also to be fair, there was an offside goal that was ruled out for Madrid. That was an offside. Was it? So okay. there was that. Also, if anything, the abuse Michael Oliver should be getting is for those two streaks he has on the side of his head. Have Ooh, you seen that? I I've not seen that. Didn't notice. You know how Ronaldo has those two like speed streaks. You know when you're oh, and you wear like time? yeah, you wear like the lightning shoes to go faster. These okay. guys have like those two streaks in their head.
3: He had one of those. And I don't know why, like he's a referee? It just bothered me. No my my other problem is, all of a sudden, Juventus fans are bringing up that they should have had a penalty, and I believe they probably should have if, from the replays, in the first leg. I'm like, why does this matter now? You <laughs> didn't bring this up then when you got trounced 3-0. You bring it up now, like, yeah. just, just let it so, be you lost.
2: So Bayern versus Madrid, the, uh, the European Classica.: Yeah, this one is tough because I still think Madrid are going to win the whole thing. Because that's thought, just what I they do. Got Bayern when it was just me I know, and you. but like, I'm, what yes, I'm Daniel shows up, and next thing you change your <laughs> mind. No, they got, they got, they, you know, they met Bar- they met Madrid. That's my issue. Like you avoid mm. Madrid, you win the Champions League. I just feel they're gonna. I just feel it's in their blood. It's in their DNA. They're gonna do it again. I'm certainly not not betting against Madrid. No, you can't bet against Madrid. If, okay, here's, you know, someone says five thousand dollars on one of these four teams. Put it now. Put it. Who are you putting it on? Yeah, see, talk is easy. <laughs> yeah. You put it on Madrid. These... I mean, if it's a free bet, I'm putting it on Roma. Yeah. Just because the odds will be...
3: Sure. But the problem yeah, is, a is good you, point. We <laughs> went, no one can win it back-to-back. They did. And in my brain goes, no one can win it three times in a row. But they... Three and four is close enough. Now it's
2: going to be four and five. Ooh,
1: Zidane killing it. Dan, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think you can't look past Real Madrid. and I, I despise them, but you just can't look past them. But I would say that when I had a few Liverpool fans saying what do you think the best route is for them, I said Roma and then Real Madrid. I think in a one-off against Real Madrid, they'd have more of a chance than they would have in a one-off with Bayern Munich. Mm. I think that's a reasonable point.
3: I agree. Because also, Bayern Munich are more complete from front to back, if you look at it. Obviously, the attack, you have to go Real Madrid, Ronaldo and his bodyguard, Benzema. Just Ronaldo. Sure. yeah, But... Defensively, Real Madrid have been found out so many times. And if Bayern Munich can keep this... If, it's a matter of if they can keep it tight. Yeah. If they keep it tight, Bayern Munich will go through in this, I yeah.
0: believe. No, I, th- I think it's a really good point. I, w- I would argue that Bayern are like tactically more sophisticated than Madrid. Yeah. Madrid sure. have their way of playing and they can change the personnel. But what they do is pretty much the same thing every time. Bayern will adapt or would adapt to Liverpool if they needed
2: to. So. Right. All right, so that's the Champions League. I'm moving on to the Europa League...
0: Really? No, no, no,
3: we're not doing that. Mum okay. of no, no, the no, week. Alright, we of the week then? Yeah. yeah. Alright. <laughs> One thing we I know no fit sleep forever. One day Momo go wake up
0: I hate Karen Brady at the best of times, um, but this is what I was delighted to see. That today, fifteen minutes before West Ham against Stoke, she tweeted 15 minutes until my new show, Give It a Year, starts on ITV. Hope you watch it and hope you enjoy it. First comment under that, seri- from Jolly West Ham United FC hammers at Joel Saffer wow. Seriously? Are you even aware that we've got a game tonight? <laughs>
3: at the same time, <laughs> at the same you're time, telling people to not She's advertising
0: in. her shite Brilliant. television program. But
3: what would have been more interesting? Let's be real.
0: Oh, it's probably the television program. But that's not. Right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling
1: you now, I just watched that game. It was just a wonderful mesh of calamity. End it to was end. Just beautiful. Was it, yeah, was it?
0: a ding dong battle?
1: It was a ding dong battle. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. No, no really, no really well worked goals though, which is a shame. <laughs> mm. Just hoofs. But uh, yeah, Karen Brady. She's just you know the dildo brothers get a lot of stick yeah. um, on the ownership team there. But I think uh, Karen Brady. Gets away of it quite a lot of time. The worst thing she said was when they they were still at Upton Park. The, the club lacked a little bit of identity. Mm. Um, and then she moved them into this. Yeah. And then she ball. just ripped the soul out of them. And yeah, it's just an absolute embarrassment. Brilliant. Wow. Um, I've got one here which is VAR
2: related, which I just feel VAR is going to give us a lot of Momo candidates. Um, this was a game at Mines. Um, so forty fifth minute, uh, Mines corner, possible handball. Ref says play on, blows the halftime whistle right away. The Freiburg players go down the tunnel, and then the ref calls everyone back onto the field to give a penalty (laughs) for that handball that VAR... Whatever, he got told in his ear like a minute and a half later. That so is amazing. You should see the scenes of the players like jogging back out onto the field just to take this penalty. What happened with the penalty? I didn't see that.
1: <laughs> that wasn't the interesting part. I was like, this is hilarious. I like. want to see the referee's reaction because he must have been like, are you joking? Yeah. He like, just told all the players off <laughs> the I'm going <laughs> to look like a proper knob if I do this. Like, I feel sorry for the referee. I think yeah. at that point the referee should just let that one
0: go. Good point. Yeah. Uh, his wife needs to get off Twitter. Oh, yes.
3: Oh, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well done. I just got that. Bernie. Oh, I'm, it's me? Yeah. Okay, so uh, there's a bear yeah. in Russia again. Uh, this is in the third division, but this bear, I think it's the same bear, guys. Like, it is. Are, are, are we sure?
0: for, I mean, we need to contextualize oh. that, which is a few years ago we had a mumu where a Russian footballer Kirill Kombarov hired a bear for his son's fifth birthday party, and there were pictures of his son riding the bear, the bear has a birthday hat on. I mean, the whole thing is a whole new level of, of messed up. And yes. it looks like the same bear.
3: Yes, and I don't know if bears all look the same or not, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> this bear put on a proper show, by the way. He's standing with his... He earned his, his money. With, he earned yeah. his salmon or whatever yeah, they eat. Yeah. yeah, probably salmon. Yeah, Maybe the same bear from the Revenant either, but that's racist too. Um, <laughs> but this bear was with his handler... And it's, it's like, answer, <laughs> some dude in a leather jacket What will exactly.
2: sitting and standing there, going, "Look at my bear!" <laughs> he's no handler, man. He's just the dude that wasn't eaten <laughs> by the bear. One of ten, the ten, one of
3: ten dudes that wasn't eaten. Exactly, he's the nice knife guy. Friend. Well, this guy wasn't eaten. Standing next to the bear, and the bear is clapping and tried to, I guess he's trying to make a thunder clap or something. Yeah, like, the bear's the holding fans. the
2: ball that. And then the referee comes over, takes the ball for you know how they always have a mascot holding yeah. the ball like a little kid. Yeah. This was the bear clawing on this ball. Imagine
3: how gently the bear a bear has to hold
2: a ball not to break it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but then the bear wasn't done. Its encore actually got up on its hind legs and then started clapping. It just does not look like a real bear. It was yeah. so weird in the video. People were like, is that a,
0: like really? It's He's- probably because you know usually see
2: real bears clapping and giving handing over footballs.
0: So. No,
3: I, I wanted to eat the handler. I'm just saying. Seriously. Well,
2: honestly, it was just, I looked at it and I thought, that bear, there's not enough protection. There's no muzzle. He, there's a little rope coming off <laughs> his neck, like the smallest string that you've ever seen in your life. And it was, it was hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, is that it for Mumu?
1: It, it was a grizzly yeah. scene. Do we need more than that? <laughs> Alex had a pun. Oh, please oh, it, was, it was a wild grizzly scene. Yeah. So, sorry about the pause before I caught that. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
3: I be Mumu. <Momo. laughs> <laughs> One thing we all know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. So TFC lost to the Colorado Rapids. Do we care? No.
0: no. Do they care? No. No, no one cares. No. Like they—they signed three players from TFC 2 just to fill out the squad for this. Wow.
1: And Jason Hernandez, the right. old boy, got called in just for probably one night only. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was just like zero hours contract, just <laughs> bringing him in. A so as far as we're concerned, wage.
3: this season has not started. No, no MLS not, a, not not started.
2: not the not the what's it
3: called? Yeah, the domestic. The, like, the domestic. They, that's they the know word.
0: that they can they can doss off for another like five six weeks and still make the playoffs without any trouble. So yeah,
3: it's fine. So we'll go straight into the CONCAP Champions League. Oh yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, they've done phenomenal. I mean, to score, to start, to open the scoring in the Azteca. Was phenomenal with Aztecas. tackers. well, what? Alex, stop it. What? <laughs> um, that was yeah. Um, so that was incredible because the pressure was. I mean, again, they, they had a good score going into a three-one. I think it was, which was brilliant. And two of the goals from that three-one game were, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. at any level, yeah, were amazing. Um, and then to score the first goal and Bono had a world talk about world-class goalkeeping performances. Bono is bloody amazing I, I, look, I don't
0: want him to leave Toronto FC but if I were a European team I would be looking at him he's
1: yeah. he's a phenomenal goalkeeper I can't believe he's not the US number one already he, he will be soon it, too, it too. should be undisputed he, he got the right, team right. Now, but, into yeah he, he got into the squad left. recently I think it was when a few of the more senior members got given the, like, you know, a bit of time off you know, look at themselves in the mirror and <laughs> think about why they're not going to the World Cup
2: but. he will once once Greg is uh, US manager
3: so that has to happen, surely. Yeah, even though I don't want it to, but surely. I
0: yeah. I mean, if I was the U.S. Federation or whatever they're called, I would be looking at him for sure. Although, if I was him, I would after again. I think I've said this before, but especially if they win the Concacaf Champions League, he'll probably want to have a go at the Club World Cup. I would imagine. Oh yeah. But after that, if I were him, given how well he's done, I would be looking at Europe as well. Especially because we know
1: he has connections in, in France. Yeah, right? well, why not go to Europe when, you know, why would you want to manage the US and manage Jeff Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah, no, that seals that.
2: Yeah. Um, so, any predictions for,
0: for the Chivas game? I don't know enough about Chivas Guadalajara to really predict anything. But I've got some, got some information about the city itself, if you want sure. that. yeah. Because Are we visiting? Uh, Well, no. But you'll feel like it once you know this. Right. Uh, The city is named after the Spanish city of Guadalajara. The name of which...
3: There's a Spanish Guadalajara?
0: The name of which comes from the Andalusian Arabic Wadi... Al Hijara. Wadi
2: al Hijara. Um, close yeah. enough. Which is the Valley of Stones. Yeah, there you go. Obviously, I know the language. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's like so impressed.
0: <laughs> and i was like, did you read it off the paper? No, no I was like, I got close enough. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, it's considered by most to be the home of mariachi music. Oh, no way. Yeah. I don't think that's a good thing. And mariachi is really
2: annoying.
0: How does it go? How? It's a chubby old bloke. Yeah
1: It's like, mate, you know that one?
2: Play that one. On April twenty second, this one's
0: not funny. Don't laugh at this, because mm. a lot of people died. Mm. On April twenty second, nineteen ninety two, gas explosions in the sewer system over four hours destroyed eight kilometers of streets in downtown district of Analco. Oh wow!
2: Oh but, yeah, it's like it's like one of those you know sci-fi movies where the fire just travels through the yeah. sewers. Like you think, but uh, apparently, apparently for the week before that, like the, the, the citizens had been
0: like, "We're we're really smelling gas. Like you guys should come and check it out." Yeah, and they did. And no
2: evacuation. It was just the, the fat mariachi block party. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we just
3: point out how bad of a tour guide Alex would be? Yes, well, like. Before you go to the place, you want it to be all nice. Yeah. Nice girls, and this part of the town was exactly. just completely you It's like you desert. show up, you show up, on, you show up in
2: London, and all they talk about is the plague and the f- big fire of <laughs> wow. so It's like, what about that nice, big, shiny building? Nah, <laughs> I mean, let me tell you about,
0: about the plague. I won't make yeah, sure. That is what the British Museum is. It's like the plague, the fire of London, here's all the shit we stole from the This is why the, I yeah, don't the go museums. Yeah, the pillaging of all the <laughs> other. Yeah, because that is a British history.
2: We're <laughs> a bunch of cocks. Yeah. This is where we planted flags. Now hear about it. Fine,
0: I'll move on to something a bit more upbeat, right? Okay. The main distinguishing distinguishing dishes is birria. This is goat or lamb meat cooked in a spicy seat sauce, seasoned with chili peppers, ginger, cumin, black pepper, oregano, and clove. And that sounds bloody delightful. Yeah, I would Kuman. have a go on that, definitely. Yeah.
1: I think as, to, you know, as, as far as this game goes... <laughs> yeah. Well done, good yeah. try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good, good effort. Yeah. Um, as far as this game goes, I think this is the weakest Mexican team TFC will face. Um, I think they are actually slight favourites for the bookmakers right now. The only concern is that through the six matches that Chivas have been through, they've only conceded one goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's one little concern there, but uh, I hate being optimistic, but I I think TFC can do this. But this would be insane. Weren't Tigres the best team? Supposedly. Like, supposedly the best team? Certainly over the last five years. I think right now... Um, you could say Club America are the best but over the last five years Tigers have been compl- but in the tournament the in the tournament yeah probably I think, the best Mexican team
0: I'm, yeah. I'm also happy that the first legs at home I think that's a real opportunity to get an advantage and then we've seen that they can they can hold out away let's hope it's cold the oh thing, it's
2: gonna be cold the thing about this, this TFC team is that they have a tactic depending on the situation they don't just show yeah. up and do the same thing oh, we we've seen, seen it pragmatic. last game attacked um, she, um, what's her name Not last bad. game Yeah. Attacked them hard at home, got their 3 1 lead, and then went and just set up shop at at, at the Azteca and did very well. So yeah, I I think I think he's got enough in him and they've got enough in this team. And they've done this all without whatever center midfielder guy's name, I'm really bad. Victor Vasquez. Yeah, they've done all this without Victor Vasquez. So, you know, that that only bodes well for them. And they've had a lot of injuries too, even in that, that game in the Azteca. So Anything's possible and I, I think they have a really good chance and I would love to see them in the Club World Cup. That it, would be insane. It would
3: be a fantastic for to be in it, but even more so it would be fantastic if they win the CONCACAF Champions League. As we all know, you become the greatest MLS <laughs> team of all time. That is all Brady does
2: when we talk about TFC East. Literally. Just, it's segment- all I <laughs> Yes. It's all I care about. Yeah. I,
1: I think it would be fair. I think it would be fair.
2: Yeah. Daniel be there?
1: Yeah, I'll be there. And I think it's also worth noting. That Chris Mavinga's been missing as well. True, probably easily one of the TFC's best players. But you no, know, in his stead—well, not in his stead—Drew Moore plays a lot of games. He was an absolute yeah. boss, Yeah. especially in that second half against Club mm-hmm. America, and more of that. And I think they'll be absolutely fine yeah. over these two legs. Um, before we move on, since we're in MLS, latan scored again. Don't care. Just to no, know. Just,
2: know. know. No. just to know. Just Was this it not from fifty yards? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. i so sorry. I, I you, apologize. You should, you should be. I
1: apologize. <laughs> I will sit the next spot out. <laughs> How <laughs> disgusting would it be if he's just like, you know what? I'll go to the World Cup. Didn't he say that though? Yeah, yeah he's he was up Wasn't he close to that?
2: Wasn't, he said something he's similar. He said that his,
3: it's up to him. That's what he said. Yeah, Didn't well, he also disgusting. say, I'm
2: really surprised that these guys did this well? Like, he said some crazy stuff about it. But you know what? I, don't, I wouldn't put it past him to I'm, go to the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: I found it annoying that Sweden beat Italy, because I was like, I know Sweden are not going to be entertaining once they get there.
2: But Would Italy? Would they take Zlatan? I think they'd take Zlatan. I Um, think they would take him now. Probably, yeah. They probably will.
0: I hope not. Just so that that we don't have to mm. know that he was
3: right about the fact that he could just do it if he wanted to. Anyway,
1: let's leave it there. Dan, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, My Twitter is Daniel J. Rouse. Um, and that's it otherwise don't bother me <laughs> fair <laughs> enough <laughs>
0: said like Lucy Oliver or what whatever her name is hmm? yeah Lucy Oliver oh, oh, oh. the, the Oliver.
1: name
2: that Bernie just dropped like everyone knows who that yeah. is. Like, Lucy Oliver on Twitter it's like yeah. what oh right no, you
3: just, you just <laughs> been on too much wrestling on Twitter okay, that's true I was it.
2: like who's Lucy <laughs> yeah.
3: anyway
0: uh, Bernie thank you Oh, thank you Mahanid anytime alright yeah you literally, you're obligated <laughs> mate. yeah I'm All here right. every week <laughs> exactly we will see you next week take care